Hello, everyone, and welcome to the San Juan Snowcast. I'm your host, Chris. Today is Wednesday, March 9th, 2022, and you're tuned in to episode 20. Hot dang, 20 episodes deep. Well, when I started this thing back in October, I kind of knew it would be an uphill battle. I mean, winter is my most busy season by far. But despite that, I've only missed two weeks this winter. And you know what? I'm cool with that. This winter has also kind of been a weird one. We've had long, dry, warm stretches in January and February that made it feel like winter was already over and spring was on its way. And the general consensus amongst the folks I've been talking to was that it never quite felt like winter was here to stay. And up until the beginning of March, our snowpack was defined by essentially just three major storm events. December 8th through the 12th, December 23rd through January 1st, and then February 21st through the 24th. And these three storms have essentially saved our winter. And just when we're about to dip below our 30-year average snowpack, we get a little bump back up to average. And thanks to last week's storm, we're currently sitting at 101% of average snow water equivalent across the 20 weather stations that give us snow depth information for the San Juans. And do you know what date our snowpack peaks each year on average? April 2nd. With an average of 18.3 inches of snow water equivalent, or SWE, and currently we're sitting at 16.1 inches of SWE. So come on, Miracle March. We've got 24 days and 2.2 inches of water to add to our snowpack. Let's go. Well, to those of you who have been along for the ride from the beginning, thank you so much. I sincerely hope that this podcast has been valuable for you and that you are not yet sick of hearing me talk about snow, weather, and avalanches. Yesterday, I got my first stranger shout out as I walked into Clark's Market here in Telluride with a little, hey, snowcast, baby. And well, that was awesome. (laughs) It still blows my mind that people are out there listening. So thanks for tuning in and thanks for your support. You know, 20 episodes in and I feel like I am just getting the hang of this thing. And as I sit here on Wednesday morning writing this episode, it's snowing outside my window. In Miracle March, well, it's just getting turned on. So buckle up, buttercups, because this winter ain't over yet. Your best days in the backcountry may still be yet to come. And because the snowcast starts now. All right. Well, let's kick things off with a look at last weekend's storm and the current state of the snowpack. So, things pretty much played out as predicted for this storm, with new snowfall coming in several different pulses starting on Friday night and finally wrapping up by Monday. It was pretty warm on Friday when the storm rolled in, with temperatures way above freezing, but the temps steadily dropped as the cold front moved in, and that initial Friday night wave brought around 4-6 to inches to the greater wands. And this new snow appeared to bond pretty well. Saturday continued to be a stormy day with blowing snow and squally weather. And then Saturday night brought another pulse. This one favored the southern San Juans with Colbank and Perg getting 9 to 10 inches overnight. And Wolf Creek also raking in 10 inches. The northern San Juans awoke on Sunday to between 3 to 6 inches of fresh. Then on Sunday, the storm just continued on chugging along. Sunday night brought more snow, heavily favoring Wolf Creek, which got another 11 inches overnight, and even Monday remained kind of stormy as the system finally blew out of our area. 
By the end of the storm, we had three solid days of snowfall with cold temperatures and strong southwest winds. And when the storm finally left our area, Tuesday morning dawned with some wicked chilly weather. Temperatures were way below zero. And yes, I said wicked. That's because I'm from Massachusetts. So it was wicked friggin' cold. But it warmed up a little bit here on Wednesday with temperatures now in the teens and 20s. So snowfall totals from the three-day storm were, in order from least to most, 10 inches at the Red Mountain Pass weather station, 11 inches on Molas Pass, 13 inches in Columbus Basin in the La Platas, 16 inches for Lizard Head and Colbank Pass, and finally, the big winner, Wolf Creek Summit weather station with 18 inches. Wolf Creek Ski Resort reported 28 inches total for the storm. So that strong south-southwest flow once again favored the southeast corner of the San Juans. It's pretty crazy that they have over 100 inches on the ground over by Wolf Creek. In some places around Telluride, we barely have 100 centimeters. 100 inches is 8 feet of snow. And I know that is nothing compared to the snow depths in British Columbia and the PNW, but hey, it's respectable for the San Juans. And like I mentioned earlier, the average peak snow water equivalent that our snowpack reaches before it begins melting into our creeks and rivers is 18.3 inches of water. But down there in the southeast corner of the San Juans, at the headwaters of the upper San Juan River, their peak swee is 23.6 inches of water, a whole five inches more than the rest of the San Juans. All right, now, any guess which river basin of the Wands has the lowest average snowpack? Yep, it's the Dolores River Basin at 13.7 inches of Swee. And guess what? Over there, they're already at 13.1 inches. So they're just a half an inch shy of their peak. So what does all this Swee talk mean? Well, if you look outside your window right now, you would see that the snowpack is still growing. And that's because it's still snowing. And we still have 24 days until it historically maxes out and begins shrinking. Now, March is miraculous because it often brings with it a return to stormy winter weather, which helps grow our snowpack and extend our season. Now, currently, it looks like we're on track to finish out this year at or slightly above average for our snowpack across the San Juans, which is great. But when you look at these graphs depicting the change in SWE across our mountains this winter, you'll notice that Like I mentioned before, it kind of looks like a staircase with just three big steps in it. And what has this done to our snowpack? Well, we'll talk more on that later, but we certainly don't have a confidence-inspiring setup to eventually go into spring with. Yeah, let us not forget that depth whore and facets be lurking down there at the bottom of the pack, and they are persistent. Well, with all that new snow, we had an avalanche cycle. As the skies dawned blue on Tuesday morning, Bam! I spotted one just out my front window. This cycle wasn't as widespread and didn't feature as large of avalanches as the one that followed the last big storm. Instead, it was kind of pockety. But still, on Sunday, and then again on Tuesday, a flood of natural and remote-triggered avalanches were submitted to the CAIC for the North and South San Juans. Now, a majority of these were in the North San Juans, with several large natural slides happening on Red Mountain Pass, And then a bunch of skier-triggered slides popped up in Bear Creek yesterday. This storm came with significant wind loading out of the southwest, and this ultimately caused several naturals to run. But then when skies went to blue on Tuesday, the snow started slabbing up in places, and folks in Upper Bear Creek reported big, rumbling collapses as they traveled through that terrain. In steep and rocky convex terrain features, several skiers and riders remote-triggered small D1 avalanches. 
but one slide in particular featured some wide propagation over steep rocky terrain with a one to two foot crown. There's a great photo of it in Jonathan Cooper's field report from Tuesday on the CAIC. Now this avalanche also piled up its debris into a terrain trap gully right below the rocks, which is really not that far from one of the popular descent routes in this area. Now, most of the folks who I talked to who were in the creek that day agreed. The avalanche danger was definitely higher than what they were expecting. They stepped out and the snowpack clapped back. Now, most folks heeded the red flags and changed their plans, but there are always some terrain choices that leave me a bit baffled. But hey, I guess that's humanity for you. Okay, well, my final thoughts on the trends with these slides, they have so far all been occurring on the northerly facing slopes. Many of them above treeline, some due to wind, but others due to persistent weak layers that were buried by the new snow. Many folks are still reporting rumbling collapses and mega woomphs. And in all of my snow pits lately, we're still getting propagating results in our extended column tests. And over here, the culprit, the weak layer, appears to be the crust facet combo that was buried on February 21st. All in all, folks, Reactive, persistent weak layers in the top 50 to 100 centimeters of our snowpack should always keep us all on our toes. And guess what just arrived this morning? Another storm! Miracle March! Miracle March! That's right. It's looking like here on Wednesday and Thursday, we're going to get another 5 to 10 inches. And all of this new snow is certainly making for some fun riding conditions out there. Looking at the long-term forecast, it is looking sunny and cold through the weekend, getting warmer into Monday. And some models show a chance for a dusting on Monday, but then our real next chance for a storm comes on Wednesday and Thursday of next week. Just in time for the next episode. Funk break! Hey everyone, welcome to the first edition of the San Juan Snowcast Skin Track Chats. We are halfway up our ascent for the day today, my partner Coop and I, and we're getting up to a ridge and starting to get blowy and snowy. And we're going to have a little chat about the conditions as we walk along here. All right, let me set the stage here. It is Wednesday, March 9th, 2022, walking along a beautiful snowy ridge line with about six to seven or eight inches still clinging on to the branches of all these trees and i got my friend coop behind me on the skin track coop how's it going back there oh pretty good just bringing up the rear how's my pace bud oh it's fantastic conversational <laughs> nice conversational yeah we were gasping a moment ago but we're slowing it down right now so here we are coming along this ridge and just want to do a quick conditions update as we're skinning out here and the weather currently, it's lightly snowing, really tiny flakes, but the clouds are kind of all around us. And uh, started off pretty warm, 28 degrees at my house, a little bit colder here up on this ridge. Coop, what would you uh, add to that weather summary? Yeah, I think once we got up to the ridge here, it started to feel the wind a little bit. Um, but yeah, we're pretty well socked in. I love it. Feels like winter, about, about time. Hell yeah, it does. And let's see, how much new snow uh, have we gotten so far? Basically woke up to light snowfall, but yesterday was clear and sunny. What have we been seeing for snow totals so far? Gosh, I've seen maybe a couple inches, not a ton since yesterday. And I'd say probably the noteworthy thing, we've been mostly just walking on an established track. 
Certainly not getting as much feedback as we did yesterday. Um, but yeah, you know, we got some crust on our southerly aspects and I'm seeing like just a, just a couple of new inches, but the forecast is calling for more. Yeah, it is indeed. And yesterday was sunny. I was out ski guiding, it was cold, but man, I think that sun put a crust on anything with a sunny tilt to it. We just observed down low on the southwest aspect, pretty stout melt freeze crust under this new snow. So, something to look out for. And then, yeah, we got about five to 10 coming today and tomorrow. Oh, that'd be really nice. You know, it's really nice to see a continuous snowy cycle with a little break of sunshine. Yeah, and it really feels like we're back in winter, doesn't it? it does. Not that we ever left winter, but we had a good stretch there, some warm weather, and I think folks are starting to think springtime's here, and no, it is certainly not. Yeah, we're, de we're in deep winter, and it is a complex set of conditions out there in terms of our snowpack, but there's a lot to think about with that. Yeah, we'll chat more about that once we're back indoors. I'm running out of breath, so I figure we've got to keep going up this slope. We'll keep stomping on cornices. We've been seeing little cornices in the trees and trying to stomp on some test slopes, but not really seeing anything on this northeast aspect. Uh, but we'll tell you more about how our ski was and what we saw when we're back down. So stay tuned. All right, so here we are back indoors after a lovely ski tour. Um, we just got back and, you know, our descent was pretty nice. Uh, we were skiing some kind of dense northeast facing trees and the snow was good in there. And we stomped on some cornices and found some test slopes to kick around and didn't see any signs of instability, but we know there is instability lurking below. Um, and actually I probed halfway down our ski run and found that the snow was pretty much all weak faceted snow in this shady northeast fast facing slope. Um, so the slab that maybe existed in there one at one point is now gone. All right. With all that said, we're back indoors and, uh, I just wanted to acknowledge that, you know, I've been talking about Miracle March. It seems like it's panning out. We're getting some big snowstorms, but I've also been talking about spring skiing and, you know, how that can be a really fun time hanging in the sunshine, skiing corn and slathering on lots of sunscreen. And I realized that there maybe is a misunderstanding here and really corn season doesn't come until April. So what's our mindset for March? Well, I've got Coop here and we're going to chat about that exact thing. So we know March is a period of transition, but also a period of lots of snowfall. Coop, how would you describe your mindset in the month of March, knowing that like we're not really in spring, but you know, the sun's starting to get higher in the sky. Things are starting to get warmer. How do you deal with kind of the, the tricky transition time here? That's a great question, Chris. I think you and I have been just kicking around this idea on the skin track of, of the March mindset. And I'd say uh, typically, or in my uh, kind of, uh, in my history here, March is this time where it's like, all right, finally, maybe a, a return to winter or consistent snowfall. The skiing conditions get really good. And typically this time we've like started to get to a point where we have a deeper snowpack and we are like trending towards maybe more stability. And I say that with like a huge asterisk or a caveat to that because uh, that can look a, a, quite a few different ways. But 
March is also a time where we've just like we're we've been in it for a long time. We've been dealing with persistent slab problems and where do we go from here? We're ready to like step out in a big way and uh that can be a really challenging position to be in. Um you know, we we get pretty used to hunkering down for December, January and February. Um this year maybe being an exception to that and then March is like all right, deeper snowpack. Layer, weak layers are starting to heal a little bit. We're getting consistent snowfall. Um, I think this March is is maybe a little different for us, and we can chat about that. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. <clears throat> and I agree. Like we spend most of the winter kind of like playing the sitting, waiting, wishing game, and then finally things trend towards spring, and we start to think, oh, the days are getting longer, the snowpacks are getting deeper. It's time to go for those bigger adventures. Um, this year, though, things are different and, you know, March can be full spring with sun and hot temps and a melting snowpack, or it can be the snowiest month of our year. And right now we're trending towards significant snowfall for this month, um, which is great. But I guess what I'm getting at is, yeah, those weeks of warm, dry weather had a lot of us thinking springtime. And the reality is March is bringing winter right back into our face. Um, and so we just went out there and, you know, my toes were cold. My fingers were cold. The wind was blowing. You know, it was snowing. It felt like the middle of winter still. So I think this transition time can be tricky for that reason. We've been patiently waiting and now we want to go. But really what we're seeing is a return to winter and what we're getting with all these new storms is we have a bunch of persistent weak layers in the top 50 centimeters of our snowpack. Um, and the, you know, the low hazard that we experienced earlier in this winter, the setup for that is kind of gone. And so Coop, if you want to talk a little bit more about that, like what specifically about this year is making this March a little bit different. And, you know, do we have that deep, stable snowpack this year where we're starting to think, oh, we're trending towards safer conditions or do we not with our current setup? Chris, great question. That's a, a big topic and we'll try to like break that down briefly here. Um, you know, I think where if we zoom out a little bit and look back to our, you know, December, end of December period of storm, stormy weather where we had a pretty deep snowpack. That's where a lot of our snowpack came from. And then that's that mid pack was really thick and really hard, like one finger hard slab. Certainly we had a lot of weak layers below it, um, or weak, well-developed facets. Uh, I think what happened as we started to get like end of January into February, that period of time where we had, you know, there was green, green around the compass or green at all elevations, according to our local forecast. And that was really a product of that slab breaking down and just faceting. We had our entire snowpack just turn back to facets instead of gaining more depth and gaining more strength. And I think that's maybe like a key difference where, of course, you know, this is a ever evolving situation, but in a normal year where we might have, you know, 15 to 30 centimeters of well-developed facets right at the ground, that's pretty typical. And then, you know, a hundred centimeters plus of like variable hardness of a slab or mid pack. And then, you know, we deal with the varying uh, surface conditions from there. This year, uh, we're dealing with a relatively shallow snowpack, but we've got uh, more like 60 to 70 centimeters of well-developed facets and then everything that's been happening recently. So those weak layers are certainly closer to the surface and we don't have um, just the strong layers uh, you know, that are much deeper or, or thicker in our snowpack right now. So 
I think ultimately, like the resounding sentiment is it's really variable out there in terms of coverage and depth and layer formation. And, and it's a little bit tricky, but that's the big thing I'm coming back to is where we might see here in the next two, three weeks, like a, a trend towards uh, more strength and stability. I think we're like maybe, you know, pushing that whole timeline back potentially up to a month. So that that big transition might not be more towards, uh, you know, mid to late April where we would typically see it uh, in mid to late March. I'm really grateful for all this new snow. It's going to give us a longer season of skiing and hopefully real corn skiing in April and even May. But at this point, like we're still in winter mindset and we're in a winter mode. And with each of these new storms, I'm going back into kind of my like check it out mindset and keep it mellow because it's funny, you know, we think like, oh, well, we had stability. We had that green around the compass. We had low danger, in other words. Um, and all this new snow is just sitting on top of that low danger. But the snowpack is ever evolving. And guess what? It's trending. It basically lost the the factors that were making it stable for us for that brief period of time. So in general, you know, before things get uh, isothermal and corn, uh, it's going to get more complex and more sketch. And we just saw a bunch of human triggered avalanches yesterday in Bear Creek and several over on Red Mountain Pass and a lot of big natural avalanches over on Red Mountain Pass. So clearly we're not out of the woods yet and uh, we need to keep keep our heads in the game and stay patient, stay disciplined and ultimately take it storm by storm because, uh, in the spring, you know, things are ever evolving. And right before this new storm, we had, you know, persistent slabs on the North side of the compass and wet avalanche problems on the South side of the compass. So things are just going to get more complicated before they get more simple. Cool. Coop, any final thoughts for the listeners before we sign off? Keep enjoying that good skiing out there and just keep it safe. Hell yeah. Well, thanks for a good tour today. Felt like we had great communication out there, made good decisions. And uh, yeah, until next time, we'll see ya. Well, that is it for this week's show. I hope you enjoyed it. And thanks again for listening. Hey, don't forget that tomorrow night is the last Pie Fund backcountry chat of the season in Telluride. And it's all about spring skiing in the backcountry. Come on out to the library at 6 p.m. for free pizza and free information on how to make the most out of your spring in the backcountry, and most importantly, how to recognize spring-specific backcountry hazards. This podcast is also sponsored by Mountain Trip. Check out mountaintrip.com to book incredible trips, ranging from the Telluride Via Ferrata to climbing Denali and everything in between. This podcast is also supported by you, the listeners. And I got to throw a huge shout out of appreciation to Kevin, Maggie, Ivy, and Taka for supporting the show. You all are so awesome. And please send me your address so I can send you some stickers. Hey, do you want stickers? Just email me at sanjuansnowcast at gmail.com or find me on Instagram at sanjuansnowcast. Folks, I skied powder today and it was good. I highly recommend it for improving your physical and mental well-being. Just make sure to consume responsibly and don't, like, risk your life for it. Well, play safe out there and take care of each other, friends. And until next time, think snow! Think snow!